while one little piece of energy came out and it was Maya Angelou and then it went back into the collector stream. Another piece came out and it was, it is me. And then I'll go back into the stream and then almost like a river that just flows, but it's energetic. So again, lots of ideas. The thing is we'll never know. Welcome to the Imperfect Party where nobody's perfect and that's worth celebrating. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's just do this thing, shall we? Hey, real quick, before we get going, did you know that I host free dance parties every single day of the week? I know, cool, right? Go to deannaseymour.com slash party to get the deets and snag your invite. All right, today I'm chatting it up with my TikTok bestie, that nurse Missy. Just kidding, her like name on TikTok is TikTok bestie, so... Don't worry, I'm not psycho. I'm not assuming we're besties, although maybe, maybe we are now. Just kidding. Anyways, she's a registered nurse, a Reiki practitioner. Did you hear me hesitate? Because I'm like, how do you say that? Reiki. Reiki practitioner and soul coach. (laughs) Woo-woo. Her calling is to help empower and encourage people to live their fullest, healthiest lives. She believes in treating the whole trifecta of a person, the mind, body, and spirit, and also... She's freaking hilarious. So we're talking today about faith, and I just want to let the interview do the talking. Hello, Missy. Hi, Deanna. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about our conversation tonight. Like I can't. I looked at I looked at your TikToks before I came. Like I quit social media, but my friend just came over to pick up a pack and play. And I was like, look who's about to be on my podcast. And then we were looking at all of them and laughing. And oh. now I have all these going through my mind, like the chartreuse board. <laughs> <laughs> Tell That's the people. Tell the people what the original. Am I even saying chartreuse? Like, I don't even well, know how to say that word. How do you say it? Well, so I do have some chef, for, like professional, like Michelin star friends. Ooh. And they call it charcuterie. Ch- yeah, I think you're right. Because I've seen Southern Charm and yes. Craig likes those. Yes. Okay. Tell me the original. The original charcuterie. Um, the original charcuterie is the little spread cheese with the little red stick. The red <laughs> stick life. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know the name brand of that. Gosh, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's just, but there's only one. There's only one cheese in the plastic container that has the four club crackers. Those crackers are life, so you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good I feel like I'm gonna maybe have to have those at my next party whenever they that happens say, you know instead of heavy hors d'oeuvres just have I dare you to have just a plate of just those little <laughs> spreadable containers but I heard I had heard that um, everybody that commented on the post said that they don't include the plastic red plastic spreader anymore which I feel like that is what made it yeah, I wish you could see my face right now. Like I'm yeah. thoroughly disappointed. I'm like, like, no, that's what the comments say. So I don't. So I guess you're just supposed to dip your cracker cracker in cheese like a savage. I don't uh, know. Those, and those crackers can't hold up to that cheese. They can't. They can't. You have to just set it in the dash of the car and just let it get soft. Solar, your solar oven, your dashboard. Yeah, just oh. let it sit in the car a little while, and then you got queso. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Lord, yes. So anyone who doesn't already follow Missy on TikTok clearly is missing out. My first TikTok <laughs> I ever saw of you mentioned designing women in the first like couple seconds. Oh. And I was like, skirt, who is this person? 
brilliant I'm striker. That was the night that the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> I yeah. think you also did a Jackie A impression on that video, oh, maybe, or somewhere. Probably. There's no, yeah, I've done so many. I've been on TikTok since, gosh, February of last year, February of 2020. So, yeah, I've made I've made a lot of TikToks. I honestly <laughs> can't keep up too much anymore, but yeah, I have done Jack A. Well, yeah. my son's name is Jack, so sometimes I oh, might call him Jack A and be like, ow, to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I think maybe I wonder if Cardi B even realized that that's. Jackie, Jackie, with the original, <laughs> like, eh, eh. Probably not. Probably, probably not. She probably doesn't know not. anything about that. Or those cheese and those red sticks. Probably, I don't know. Cardi B, I feel like, probably know about that She cheese. might. She probably does. I she feel probably like does. she probably got four in her pantry right now. <laughs> On her next, dashboard. <laughs> next, to, next to, like, her Cartier and her caviar. Yeah. Like, but definitely, I think she keeps it real and, and keeps You're some right. spread cheese. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So we have the funny side of Missy, but then I also feel like I was there because I was only on TikTok for like a second Mm -hmm. um, before I turned my back on all social media. But Mm -hmm. that was also when someone commented and was like, can we please have church, like church, Missy church. I forget how they phrased it. Yeah. The gospel. Yeah. The gospel. Well, it has evolved into the gospel according to Missy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've just always had a very close relationship to Jesus. And I don't know, just I talk about him all the time and people really liked the way that I would talk about scripture and make it very relatable. And they seemed it it really resonated with people. And I like to give people what um, I like to look to see what people are asking for, what people are needing. I like to think that every day I I ask God, how can I serve? How can I be the medicine that the world needs today? Um, and that, that was just one of the ways. So I just would take scripture that, you know, was uh, meaningful to me and just, you know, translate it into how I understood it and how, to, how I took it. And it seems to really resonate with people. Yeah, I think you need to, like, write your own version of the Bible. And I would read, I would read that version. That's the stories I could read. Add, Is that bad? Is that blasphemy? Add, add to the to-do list. I love it. Why not? Well, I have, I am seriously considering a devotional. That is something that I think I could do. Um, And I really typically only focus on the teachings of Jesus. I do like some Psalms. I do like um, different parts. I kind of avoid the Old Testament as though it doesn't exist, which is super popular among a lot of Christians. Um, (laughs) I'm like, it's fine by me. I don't really know the depth. Um, So yeah, so I focus a lot on just Jesus's take because Jesus is just hope. He's just hope. And dear God, do we need hope right now? So I just focus on hope and love and encouragement. And Jesus is like, everybody would look to him to go, all right, well, of all of these, what's the most important? Of all of this, all right, what's the most important? And it was always just love. Just love each other. Just love each other. There was no ands. There was no buts. There was no unless. It was just, just love each other. And he knew he had a limited amount of time on earth. And he wanted to get a word out. So with each 60-second TikTok, I'm like, okay, I've got 60 seconds to be medicine. So I can either make somebody laugh or I can make them cry. Um, And a lot of people, you know, there's different creators and there's all different kinds of content, which is great because there's all kinds of different needs and people in the world. But I like to use my platform to at least encourage or uplift or make someone laugh because laughter is great medicine too. Um, I don't say laughter is the best medicine because if you have syphilis, you're going to want to get penicillin. (laughs) Laughter is not going to, laughter is not going to do anything for your syphilis. 
Um, so laughter's not the best medicine unless it's, you know, you're sad, then it is. But yeah. anyway, so, so yeah, so that's how that kind of evolved. Awesome. Well, okay. So I, w- I grew up Catholic mm. and you get confirmed. I was in like eighth grade. Uh, you get to pick your name, like you get an extra name. And I picked, I was such a sassy kid. I picked Claire was the saint of television. So I was just trying to be edgy and be like, I like TV. I'm going to pick her. I like TV. I love it. And then my first decision, I was like, oh, now I'm an adult in the Catholic church. I'm not going to church anymore because oh, now I'm a grown up Right? because uh, I was a little punk or whatever. But um, I feel like throughout my life, I mean, I have Christian friends. Mm-hmm. And one time, one time when I first had my daughter and she was like six months old, I went to mops because I wasn't working mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it was, it was Christian. I was just like, yeah, mothers of preschoolers or, you know, babies. Yeah. Um, and so that I was like, oh God, should I not be here? Like, is that, oh, see, I just used the Lord's name in vain, but oh, that's okay. I mean, oh. I was praying, I was actually praying. I said, oh God, right. should I be here? No, just kidding. Right. Uh, but they were really nice and I feel like I could listen to stuff and usually I just sub in like, well, like you were saying, Jesus is love. I feel like you can just kind of take any stories or anybody who's talking about Jesus and just kind of even say the universe or mm-hmm. mother nature or yeah. whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. But I just, I always, whenever I see someone who really believes, mm. I get a little jealous because I, my brain gets in the way of me being like, is that real? Like, and then I feel like I miss out on the fellowship and also just the calmness, I think, of faith, right? There's a calmness in stuff. So what, so what keeps you from that peace? What, what stands between you and that calmness? I just think I, I mean, I don't believe it, but that's what faith is, right? Like I have to believe it without, without seeing it. Like you believe, you believe it. You believe that Jesus existed and those stories are true yeah i do i do yeah yeah it's no different than how we knew about napoleon you know even though i have never met napoleon there is a lot of evidence that he existed and that he lived and he died Mm -hmm. um just like catherine the great or (laughs) anybody else in history um you know and there are those who look at the bible as just a historic another uh historical part of theology um and they just add it to all the other you know theology texts um, but yeah, no, definitely believe Jesus lived, definitely believe the stories, believe he was a great teacher. Um, yeah. And his stories inspire me. They're great parables. They're great. Mm-hmm. I love the way he talks. Um, I think he was just a really cool dude. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So like one time I asked my grandpa, cause he was very, he was Catholic and he was very like went to church every Sunday, prayed every morning, all that stuff, read his Bible all the time. And I asked him one time, I was like, yeah, but what about dinosaurs? Hmm. And he was like, Deanna, I don't know. I don't know about dinosaurs. All I know is that kind of like what you said, I guess he was just like, I don't know. I just, I like Jesus. I'm not trying to get up right. like wrapped up in it. Right. So, I want to do that. So there are people who struggle with um, trying to make sense of science and the Bible. And I certainly am not a theologian and I'm certainly not a historian, Um, but I do believe in science and I believe in Jesus. Um, I do believe that the two can coexist. I make it work for me. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't matter if it resonates with anybody else. 
like as adults, we get to choose what we want to believe. We get to choose what resonates with our spirit. If you hear something and it feels like sunshine, go towards that. If you hear something and it feels like punishment and condemnation and that doesn't resonate with your spirit, then I would walk away from it. So if it doesn't, there's a lot of things that just sometimes things don't make sense. And that's kind of one of the great mysteries, you know, the Bible mm -hmm. talks about or Christianity speaks a lot about um, the mysteries, but I'm definitely a, I'll consider myself more spiritual than religious. I was definitely raised Christian. Um, but to identify, I, I like to say, and this is just me, I like to say, you know, God, we are all created in the image of God. That means, you know, the white ones, the black ones, the Asian ones, the short ones, the tall ones, the gay ones, the trans ones. And I really think God did that on purpose. He's like, you can't put me in a box. So I created mm -hmm. you all in my image. So if that's true with people, then is it not true to a religion? God created all, is it possible that all these religions point to one God and that Christianity couldn't, not one religion, I believe, can simply identify or explain what God is. Um, I think that there's multiple things that point to, you know, try to help. But again, we can't really put God in a box either. Um, yeah. So I just think it's doing what I tell people, I tell my clients, because I'm a soul coach, I'm a spirit coach. I help reconnect people to their spiritual aspect, to their soul, because we do know that we are spiritual beings having a physical, having a human experience. At least I believe that. Yeah. Um, and so it's just connecting to that thing that you think you came from, whether it's Mother Earth or the universe, if it's stars, if it's God, isn't that God too? God is in the, the grass. God is in the stars. So I don't think we have to, you know, if you call me Missy or Melissa or you call me girl, you're still talking about the same person. I'm still going to respond because you're talking to me. So whether we call God by the quote right name or not, it doesn't matter. We still know that which you're talking to, that which you came from, that which you think you'll return to when this flesh is gone. Um, and just reestablishing a relationship with that without the constrictions of what other people say that it should be and creating a very intimate relationship with your higher power. That to me is what we're supposed to be doing. All right. I like that. So I can make up my own rules. Like here's what I, okay. So here's what I told a friend once. I, she was like super Baptist, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, I don't, I just remember she was Baptist. Not that she I know that cake. many Baptists. She, she, was. <laughs> she was super yeah. Baptist. She had a cake she, with a beak on it. <laughs> yeah. She had like a card that was laminated. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but she just, okay. So it was in college and I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what I think is that, so I went to school for teaching. I'm an art teacher. And okay. I was like, you know, you have to differentiate your lessons. Not everybody can learn in the same way. And I think that God knew that. So, or God, or like, I kind of like, you just said like, whatever. I was like, there's like a, a big one. It's like the umbrella person mm -hmm. thing, yeah. entity. Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Realize people can't all learn the same way. So like Jesus, Buddha, you know, Hindu, whatever, like any ways that people can get this message of like being a better person, basically. Like, couldn't that be it? And she was like, no. Yeah. She was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. said, but you said, yeah. So I'm going to take your answer. But yeah, well, she said, no. Yeah. And you I was like, be, okay. I think you need, I think we, we as people need to be very discerning. If you have a conversation with someone and they're very rigid in their beliefs, 
and they're very rigid in their thinking, I think that's usually a red flag. And usually it's a protective mechanism. The ego, the Freudian ego brain does a lot to protect you and it holds on to your beliefs about who you are. This is your identity. So say, for example, your friend, she identifies as a super Baptist. So if you say or do something that threatens that ego brain, that Freudian ego brain that makes her question outside of her identity, she's going to go into a fight or flight. She's going to go into a, oh, hell no. And she's going to do everything she can to uh, hold up her beliefs because it threatens her identity. So when someone's very rigid in their stance, it's because they're having a, their ego brain senses conflict and it's not about to have it because it's their job. Is, the ego brain is, their job is to protect the identity. So when you see people that are very rigid in their yes, no, it's black and white, beware of that. That's a red flag. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I'm basically, yeah, if her whole thing is that, and then who am I? Just the girl who lives across the hall who's like, Ugh, what about this idea? She's I mean, like, nah, billion- girl, you're not going to like <laughs> mess up my whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's her identity, because that's the story that she tells herself. I am X, I am this, I am Baptist, I am that. And she is very rigid in her thinking. And because that's her identity, that's the story that she tells herself. No different than people who say, oh, I'm a a domestic abuse survivor. I'm a victim. I'm a this. They're very attached to that story. They're very attached to that pattern, that identity. And so to try to get them out of that, it threatens their 40 and ego brain. and, And it can become kind of ugly, but, um, you know, they have to be willing to break down that, those patterns and beliefs. Um, that's why so many people just stay stuck in the story. You've met these people that are very stuck in the, you know, every time you talk to them, they're like, well, you know, that time I got hit by a car and just, and that's their whole life. Like their life stopped at that event, whatever that traumatic event was. Um, and they just stay stuck like a record scratch. Like the needle doesn't move. They're just stuck in that groove. And that's just the story that repeats and repeats. So our Freudian ego brain holds on to all these kinds of different identities. But to say that there's no other way, then that means billions of Buddhists are wrong. Billions of Muslims are wrong. I mean, Christianity is a very new religion in all respects. I mean, we have all these other religions uh, that predate Christianity. People were praying before, the, you know, the Bible taught us how to pray. People were worshiping. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm so, I'm not, I'm not a narcissist. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm right. And everyone else in the universe is wrong. Like, come on. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I thought that was sort of part of it. Like, I thought if you were going to be, you know, you had to like really commit to be, I mean, not a Christian or, but I mean, I guess like what I'm hearing you say too, that you're spiritual and you, you know, I don't know. I just thought if you wanted to say I'm a Christian, you got to like, you got to check all the boxes and agree with all the things. Well, I guess if the Christian police come in the middle of the night and arrest me for, <laughs> for saying something that wasn't, you know, like, it's like we're adults now. We can believe what we choose to believe and we can practice how we want to practice. Jesus, well, and the thing is so much of the Bible is taken out of context. Jesus stood on the on a rock and said, Peter, on this rock, I will build my community. The word church wasn't even a word. Uh, mm-hmm. to, in, in his vernacular. Um, so he said, Peter, on this rock, I will build my community. And it was a community of people that he would just go and teach out near the water. And it was people that he would just nourish their spirit. He would heal people in the, in the spirit. He would heal people in the body. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Jesus didn't have a Bible. Yeah. 
Okay. So, but again, you have to be able to think for yourself. And we have a lot of people in this world who aren't capable or are very scared and they function within the structures of their Freudian ego brain and they don't know how to think for themselves. These are the people that watch the news and then go out and buy gallons of water and gallons of gas and keep it in their basement. Like these are the same people. So we got to <laughs> keep it in. You got to keep it in, you know, it's all relative here. So you got to be able to think for yourself and go, you know what? That doesn't make any damn sense. So I'm not going to believe that. Yeah. This makes sense. But again, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like I said, I get up in the morning, I ask God, how may I serve? How may I serve people? How may I show up and be the medicine? And then at the end of the day, I'm like, God, I hope I did some good today. And then I go to bed and the next day I get up and try again. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to love. I'm trying to love and be loved, show love, give hope. And some days I nail it, man. Some days I <laughs> nail it. And then some days I barely function, but each day, at least that's my intention is to just try to be good to people and just show people hope and encouragement and empowerment. And that's really what a lot of Jesus did. He tried to just encourage people and give them hope. And so, yeah, but he just did it out in the world. He did it, you know, in the community. Jesus didn't sit. That was one of the things about Jesus was a rebel. Yeah. Jesus was a rebel. Um, the Pharisees, the people in the church, the temple, the Jews hated Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they, they loathed him because he, he made them, he came in and said, Hey, you know what? You can eat that now. You know, it's not that that makes you unclean. It's your thoughts. It's your heart. And they're like, Whoa, wait. And he's like, Hey, you don't have to do all these rituals. You don't have to pray like this. You don't have to call God this. You can call him father. And they're like, Whoa, you are nuts. Like, let's not forget that Jesus was murdered for yeah. being a rebel by the people in the church. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, like, let's not get it twisted. Like, let's keep it in perspective. Like, again, he didn't have a Bible and he wasn't Christian. He was just a dude who woke up according, you know, from their point of view, he was just a dude who, because don't forget, a lot of these people knew him in the town. And they're like, Jesus, we know you. We know your mother. Like, we know your brother. Like, what are you talking about? He was like, I'm the son of God. And they're like, get out of here, dude. You're nuts. <laughs> Like, he was not received well. Like, they did not let him walk around long before. They were like, you've got to die, dude. Like, you're talking crazy. Because he came in and said, everything that you're doing in the Jewish faith, it's, like, wrong. And you don't have to do it anymore. Like, I've come and fulfilled the covenant. Like, you don't have to do this anymore. But they were so stuck in their ways. They were so stuck in their rituals that they couldn't see him for what he was. And they couldn't see that he had come in and said, you don't have to do this anymore. They were stuck in their ways and they didn't see it. So they continued. Well, I think that's interesting too, because you're like giving me permission to be a grown up. And maybe since I quit right when I was in eighth grade is why I didn't realize that I could be a grown up in the church, you know, or like not even in the church, but just think about like revisit these stories. Cause to be honest, I mean, I, guess I wasn't paying attention that much because I'm like, sure. okay, now just a recap. Yeah, Jesus is the son of God. And I feel like kind of the way you're talking about it is like maybe God, like a little bit of what I was saying earlier. Is that what you're thinking? Like if you wake up and you say to God, how can I serve or how can I, you know, help people today? Mm-hmm. That's not Jesus or that is Jesus. Because aren't they like the same person? I feel like three in one. The Holy well, Spirit and Jesus. Well, and... according to the Bible, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy oh, Ghost. Holy okay. Um, me personally, I have a very like 
brother, mother, sister relationship with Jesus. I talk to him all the time. I talk to him all day. I talk his ear off. I'm like, Jesus, what should we do? Jesus, come help me with this. Jesus, like I have this very <laughs> like, and it's, it's just a very traditional looking Jesus, like with the sandals and the robe. Uh-huh. Um, and then mother Mary, I'm close to her as well. His mother, she's a great role model, a great mom for us all. Um, and then I do consider God separate. Again, I consider it as the father, the son. I don't know. Again, I'm not a theologian and I'm not even saying my way is right. I'm just, no, this is, I just I like hearing think, your way. I think God is all encompassing. I think God is love. God is a, which is a vibration. It's mm-hmm. an energy. Um, and quantum physics has proven we know about law thermodynamics. We know about the law. We know what that, that uh, energy can neither be, neither be created nor destroyed. That's a law of thermodynamics. That's quantum physics. Quantum physics has proven a lot um, that has really blown a lot of stuff out of the water um, as far as proving that, you know, there's no such thing as time. It's just kind of a human construct. Um, yeah. Again, that's, again, energy cannot be created or destroyed. That means that all the energy that is here in the universe is all the energy that has ever been. Yeah. Trippy. So, yeah, Ooh, and that's, and trippy. That's like the, and that's just the first law of thermodynamics. Like, that's just a, getting started. Oh, wait, there's more. Like, you know, that one right there, you're like, you can spend years on that one. So again, quantum physics has done a lot to blow a lot of things out of the water. But again, so that just serves to prove like everything is energy and it's all in this confined bubble that is considered the, un- the universe because it's mm-hmm. again in this confined uh, structure. So I believe that God is, again, a vibration, an energetic vibration, but I also do believe that God is in the grass, in the air, in every molecule. I believe he's above me and below me. I believe he's in my heart. Um, So that's my view of God. Jesus, I do believe, exists as a separate entity energetically, but I do believe we are all, our energy, since energy can neither be created nor destroyed, that we are all come from one source. And a lot of people in the metaphysical community call it source. They call it spirit. And that when this flesh, when this body decays and no longer serves us, our energy simply returns to source or what I might would call God. Mm -hmm. We all become, and some even call it the collective consciousness, collective consciousness, stream of consciousness, meaning it's just this flow of energy while one little piece of energy came out and it was Maya Angelou and then it went back into the collective stream. Another piece came out and it was, it is me. And then I'll go back into the stream and then almost like a river that just flows, but it's energetic. So again, lots of ideas. The thing is, we'll never know in this human form. We won't know. And then it would just ruin the mystery. Did you ever want to peek and see what your Christmas present was? Yeah, I did. You're right. It's not fun. It totally ruined it. It ruined the Mm -hmm. vibe. And you could have just, and so it, here's what it did, baby. It robbed you of the joy and anticipation. Mm-hmm. So if we can just be present now and be okay with not knowing, but knowing what sets your soul on fire and doing more of that, whether it's being in service to others, whether it's in worship, whatever that is, whether it's in your home or on TikTok. So on Sunday nights, not every Sunday, but once or twice a month on Sunday nights, I do a prayer and power and prayer hour on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Because for many people, they they never grew up in church. They aren't comfortable with church, but they their soul, their spirit is thirsty. They're yearning for nourishment because we have to feed the mind, the body, and the spirit. It's not enough just to feed your body. And we mm-hmm. structure our whole day around physical nourishment. 
but we don't do anything about our spiritual nourishment. And that's why I feel like there's so much dissatisfaction. That's why there's so much uh, lack of empathy and compassion yeah. for others. And I think that's why the world is in a state that it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if we just fed our spirit, like we do our body in whatever way resonates with you, because I don't care what religion it is, it's going to be about just love and compassion. When you, when you filter it down, when you strain it down, it's going to be about love and compassion and being kind to self and others. So I can obviously tell that just in case there's someone listening, who's thinking, "Uh Oh, we're talking about Christians. It doesn't sound like you're anti anybody or their lifestyle or anything. You are all about the love Mm -hmm. without, I mean, I felt like that goes without saying, but just in case anybody. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you can can see my TikToks and know I'm, I'm an ally. Um, I support anybody who is doing anything that makes themselves better and others better and whatever, if you want to do it in the name of Allah, or if you want to do it in the name of Abba, or you want to do it in the name of Buddha, are you want, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't matter to me. I don't, <laughs> just don't, don't hurt me and yeah. make yourself better. And then I'll be better. And I'm going to make myself better and you be better. So really just serve love. Yeah. Well, cause just, when we're all better, the energy, the collective energy is going to be so much better. Period. And that's mm. it. That's it right there. When I'm better, you're better. Because look, if I wake up in the morning and I've decided I'm going to be in a bad mood and I'm going to let everything that's bad upset me and piss me off, then my TikToks are going to be shitty and I'm going to put out really shitty energy out into the world. Well, now that has rippled out and resonated. So I need to be responsible on what I'm putting out into the world. And there are people who don't even, they don't think like that. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're very self-absorbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people that are self-absorbed. They don't think about anything besides themselves and they can't even see past their nose. Um, I'm not perfect. I try to put it in the forefront of my mind to think about, okay, well, how can I make sure I'm part of the solution and not part of the problem? Because baby, you one of the two, you one of <laughs> the two. You're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And you can fight me on that. What did you do today to be part of the solution? What did you do today to be part of the problem? So that's what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, I don't care if you got baptized, christened, I don't care what you got done. What did you do today for the good of humanity? Talk to me about that. I don't care where you went to church. I don't care where you were raised. I don't care what you call yourself. What did you do today for humanity? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And that's the bottom line for me. Yeah, because I feel like there's any religion. I'm not impressed by, oh, I'm Hindu and I pray to 300. Cool, cool. What'd you do for humanity Mm. today, boo? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I feel like there are sometimes people who do all the things, check all the boxes, but maybe would struggle to answer that question. Well, and it's all, and, and the other thing is intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you go and write the check to the whatever, uh, to the, you know, to the pantry for a show? Like, oh, I just want my friends to see, you know, oh, look, I'm a good person. What was your intention? What did you do? There's so much that I do that nobody ever knows about. Yeah. Because of my intention. Yeah. Um, and if you screw up, but you have good intentions, that's, that yeah. could be okay, too. Well, like, I like yeah. thinking about intention, too. Intention is everything because it's energetic. Yeah. Yep. So if you do something with the intention of just wanting to look like you're a good person, eh, eh. you know, but if you do something <laughs> with the intention of, oh, I really thought I was helping, but turns out it didn't help, your intention was pure. Yeah. Your intention was pure. 
So intention really is everything. I got up today with the intention to help people. Things happened and I ended up this and I just, the best I could do today was bite my tongue and not be part of the problem, but also maybe wasn't part of the solution either. So it's just holding yourself accountable and keeping yourself in check. Um, again, keeping love and compassion, grace at the center of everything. Um, a lot of us are walking around very triggered. Um, a lot of us are walking around very, uh, we have what I call core wounds. Mm-hmm. And so you can get very triggered. This is when you have that knee jerk reaction that's yeah. way out of proportion. That's an indication that you've got some kind of core wounds surrounding whatever just happened. Um, but most people don't have the self-awareness. They just think, oh, well, no, you're just an asshole. And so when you do that thing, it makes me feel this. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. You can't make me feel, do, say, think anything. I'm sovereign. Mm-hmm. I stand on my own. You can't make me do anything. Now, you might do something that triggers me because I have a wound there that I need to heal and I need to look at and address. But you can't make me feel anything. So when I say you make me feel this way, I've given my power away. I'm now a victim. There's no power in that. That's not empowering. Yeah. That's not empowering. Um, Lord, Dan, I don't even know how I got off on that. Lord, what were we t- <laughs> Jesus, I went straight to the Lord. You can tell I'm passionate. Jesus, Lord, what would... I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm with you. I'm just on the path. It's okay. It's the energy. We're just flowing like the river. It's fine. Oh, I think it's fine. It was intention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was about intention. Yeah. So that's where I led with intention. Yeah. Lord. And I went down the rabbit trail, Jesus. All right. That's okay. You know what you have to do before we leave, though? You <laughs> have to tell me a Bible story if I'm not putting you on the spot. Oh, I want to no, hear. I want to hear. Spot at all. <laughs> I just want to hear any any story that involves Mary Magdalene. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do you like her? I mean, she's a, she's a key oh, player, she, right? She's oh, in there. She, she is the apostle to the apostles. So yes. okay. She's okay. quite the key player. Yes. I mean, <laughs> but I, but I do not know her autobiography. There's a lot <laughs> to Mary Magdalene. And yeah, they, the, the, they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, the Mary Magdalene, I believe there were some Dead Sea Scrolls that were found and that I have not researched for myself. There's not much in the Bible. See the Bible, you got to remember when this was written. And by whom it was written. It was very much a patriarchal society. There was not, even Mother Mary is only uh, heard from three times in the Bible, three or four. Um, in the whole Bible, she gave yeah, birth to dang. Jesus. Like, That's she insane. Had, you want to talk about a key player? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's you wanna, crazy. You want to talk about a key player? And she's only got about four lines in the whole Bible. That okay? is so rude. So, again, Mary Magdalene. But again, you got to remember when it was written, mm-hmm. women were not. Um, women were not given a major role necessarily. And so again, I don't, I do not know much about Mary Magdalene. I do know she was a teacher. Um, I know that she uh, does, she was not mentioned much in the Bible because again, she was not held in very high regard. I was going to say, was she, was she a prostitute or am I crazy? I don't believe there's any actual mention that she was an actual prostitute. Again, I think it's just another one of those things. Um, if I if I had known I was going to get this question, I would I'm have sorry. prepared better. Well, just so that I could give you an honest answer. I can just research it really quickly, though. Um, no, you don't have to. I, no, I think I that's a great, I like that a great answer that she's not even in there that much. I feel like, I think it was just me thinking I was sassy and like, I thought Mary Magdalene was something. 
Well, that's the that's the story, but I don't think that you don't think that's real. Correct. I don't think it actually. Um, she was um, the sinful woman in okay. the Bible. She was labeled as the sinful woman, but it was never stated that she was a prostitute. Okay. But I just this, made that up. But, but this, no, <laughs> so that's the only sin. <laughs> just no, kidding. <laughs> no, you didn't make it up, honey. That is what people say. Inspired. Okay. It's another way that women have been portrayed as the bad guy mm-hmm. for centuries. So it goes back to the Eve wound that a lot of women don't even realize that they're carrying. You know, we are taught, the first thing we're taught in church is that Eve is the reason why humanity suffers. Mm-hmm. We're taught out of, that's the first thing we learn is that Eve is the reason why we can't have nice things. Yeah, we blew it. She blew it. We yeah, blew it. that women yeah. will suffer forever. So we're taught that. So, so what we, do you do? Like, what do you do with that from the Bible? Like with, with you as a grown up getting to decide, like, does that make you mad? No, because I see it for what it is that it was written by men who were very intimidated by women in power. Okay. Page, well, now we're talking about. You have to write a book, girl. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm no, back on board. I'm, so I was much, off. Now I'm back. <laughs> no, but there's so much information. Look, I am not a scholar. I'm just a registered nurse. I have not studied this. There are so many people, there are going to be people that hear this and go, oh my God, what is she talking about? That's not, because I haven't studied these books. There's so much that has been written about these things that could tell you more details about Mary Magdalene. Well, they're not as entertaining as you, so I'm not going to read them. They're not, but, (laughs) but what we're talking about is we have to, when you talk about any, any historical data, you have to take into context the time that it was written in. And you also have to remember that the stories that we read mm-hmm. are by the ones that won out. There were so many other things written that it just didn't make the cut. Let's not forget, this is just a book. How many authors write books? How many different people write books? And not all of it makes it to print. So we have to bear in mind that this was a patriarchal okay, society. This was women were not in power at all in this area, in this time. So they're gonna, men are going to paint women in not a, such a great light. And especially when we talk about women holding the original sin, because, you know, it's our sensuality, it's our femininity that men weren't able to control themselves. And rather than take responsibility for their own inability to control themselves, they said it was the woman's fault. Mm-hmm. Or, Danny, you got, done got me off on a whole nother thing. I know. Sister. We better just. Girl, I can talk about this for days because this <laughs> goes further into. Let me just fast forward to what we're really talking about in 2021. We're talking about balancing the divine feminine, the divine masculine energies, because we have toxic masculinity, which has been created over time because Mm -hmm. of our denial of the divine feminine, which is a nurturer. She's intuitive. She flows like the river. She is sensual. She's the moon. She's the darkness. She is cool. Um, But we have suppressed her in such a way that um, we have created toxic masculinity to where men can't embody any, we say men, if you embody any of that divine feminine energy, well, then you're a, you know, all the words that we call them. Mm-hmm. And we use the feminine as a weapon. And yeah. I believe that God is without gender. And God said, you know, you're all created in the image of me. And it takes those, that perfect balance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine energies to bring that into balance so that we can come out of our center from a balanced center 
and not lean too far one way, not lean too far the other way. Lord, you didn't know you were going to get all that today. I know. Now I'm like. We're just going to talk about Jesus. But nope, here we are, Lord. We're just. (laughs) Well, it just. I just, you've, I got nothing to say because I have so much to think about now. I'm like, okay, okay. So here's what I tell people. Do your own research. Yeah. Read, read reputable, reputable authors. Read. And if it makes sense to you and go, wow, that actually makes sense. Then, then, then take it. If it doesn't resonate with you and it doesn't make sense, then leave it. Now, if it makes sense to you that a snake crawled out of the earth and convinced a woman to eat an apple and that's why we have period cramps, then baby, believe it. Take it. I can't decide for you what is true for you. You have to decide what resonates. And even then, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, did you spend your day loving people or did you spend your day hurting people? Because again, it's the mystery. Yeah. So embrace the mystery, research, figure out what resonates with you. Know that you're an adult and you can make your own decisions and you get to decide what resonates with you. Religion, spirituality is a connection to your spirit, to your soul. Religion is a man-made structure. Again, Jesus did not read a Bible. Jesus was not a Christian. So religion is a man-made construct. It's the confines of which we worship, of which we say, okay, oh, you're Baptist, so you get baptized this way, you believe this, you celebrate this way, oh, you're Greek Orthodox, oh, so you you do this and you do that. So again, it's just a man-made structure. It's just another label. It's just another box that we've put people in to create this feeling that we're separate from each other. So that can look at you and go, oh, you're a white woman and you're Greek Orthodox. Oh, you're all these labels. Oh, well, I can't hang out with you because you're, you're, these are wrong. It's not, it's just another way to keep us separate from each other. It's just another way to just defies the unity consciousness, which I believe is God centered. Yeah. All right. So I get to make my own little collage of what I'm going to take out and paste on my little religion, poster board, spirituality. I get to decide what I'm taking and what I'm leaving. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I feel. Yeah. Okay. Sold. Sold. That's why I had you on here. Yeah. I'm sorted out. I know what to do. I got to figure out what to cut out. I got to, I'm going to make myself my little religion vision board. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a beautiful idea. Like, do you just, does Mary, you know, Magdalene, was that someone that just really resonates with you? Well, I just thought, yeah. on, On it. Like literally meditate and be like, I'd love to just connect with what that would be like. And just sit and think about it and read about it and ask other people. There's all kinds of stuff written about her. Yeah. Well, I guess I just thought she was like, um, I mean, I guess they said she was a sinner or whatever, but I was like, yeah. And Jesus like hung out with her, was nice to her. Right. I definitely know that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was the apostle to the apostles. Yeah. So he wasn't trying to, like, I just feel like I always bring her up when I'm like, well, whatever. I'm not perfect. What about her? Like, I feel like, so I feel like she. None of the apostles were just super fantastic human beings. They were were a rough bunch. You know, even John the Baptist was in jail. Like, we're talking like these people were not, like, these were just people he found off the street. Jesus literally just walked down the street and was like, hey, you want to come with me? And they were like, sure. Sure. (laughs) like just random people random strangers um 
so yeah, so I'm sorry, I can't, there's really just not much about Mary and Mary Magdalene in the Bible. No, I think this is perfect. I think, I but think everything is other, perfect. You can find much, you can find great uh, literature written about her that is um, from reliable sources. Perfect. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on here. I feel like we... I'm serious. I feel like I almost, I'm going to tell you right now that I almost teared up a little whenever you were talking about the energy flowing and the, you know, yeah. like pops out and it's you and then it goes back in and it, well, I don't that, know, there's something really that, beautiful about that. That So that's what I tell people. If you hear something and it resonates on a soul level, if it brings you to tears, that is something you want to do more research on. That means yeah. it's resonating with you on a cellular level. That means it's a truth. It's pinging somewhere in your mind, body, spirit that goes, okay, this is a truth. Yeah. So just, just follow that. Let it be, you have a map inside you and it's just finding, it's just reconnecting to it so that you can reconnect to your truth, your authentic self, whatever that looks like for you. And just making sure you, you pay attention to your physical health. You pay attention to your mental health, your spiritual health. It's a trifecta. It needs to have equal measures of attention so that you can be healthy and balanced in all ways. Yeah. And I've just been ignoring it since eighth grade and I'm 40. So I better, I got some oh, catching up to do. Now you're back on the path. So. <laughs> back on, back, back in on the, the game. Path. Well, thank you. No. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. And, um, I guess before we leave, should you say your TikTok handle or oh, yeah. your website or something? Yeah. So it's, uh, my TikTok is that nurse missing. My Instagram is that nurse missing. My website is www. You guessed it. That nurse missing. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah my website gives um I offer different services there as well as there's a resource page I do have a YouTube channel I haven't uploaded anything original there yet I hope to in the future but yeah that nurse missing across the board so yay well I'm gonna link it to in the show notes oh, thank um you very much. but yeah and maybe like if you have any book suggestions you can email them to me before I do show notes and then maybe there can be a few resources if you have any that you really like I will think about or that. Or we can link some sure, sure. Wait, how do I say charcuterie? Sure. Charcuterie. Char- charcuterie. 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 <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but I it is right, but it doesn't sound right to me. So that, the way I say it is a little country. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you again. And you I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to shake me. I might have more questions. As I love it. I, we, okay. Just let me know. I would, I'd love to sit here and just, I love talking about it because it takes away a lot of the stigma and we mm-hmm. have to get comfortable talking about the uncomfortable things. We have to bring it out into the light. Yes. All right, girl. Thank you. Honey. Love you. Is that weird? I want to tell you that I love you because oh, you're talking nice. about all the love in the world. Oh, no, that's love you. I love you too. Yay. All right. Bye, girl. Bye-bye. Man, she is seriously so fun. And I do want her to make that devotional book. Sorry, Missy. You better do it. I would totally be into that. I mean, also, can y'all believe that Missy made me cry? I mean, I guess I'm always crying. Like, what's going on with me these days? I'm just crying. I'm just going to cry in every episode. Anyways. I guess I'm just super in touch with my emotions these days. I don't know. I think, you know, whatever. Pandemic? I don't know what we're going to blame it on. Me. I just am an emotional lady. I just let it flow. Anyways, all the links from today's show will be at deannaseymore.com slash nurse missy. 
Woohoo! You just finished another episode of the Imperfect Party Podcast. Woo-woo! <laughs> if you know anyone who should totally hear this episode, can you do me a favor and send it to them? Oh, and don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review so more people can find their way to our little shindig. And remember, nobody's perfect. Let's party! See you next time!